Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Liberty Squadron podcast. Today, I am joined by Rob Neisler. I'm going to say it right. I'm going to say it right. My last name is Neisler. Hello there. (laughs) And uh, also joining us is Paul Braggins, whose name I can say right. Hello. You're just time. stuck in your head, Chance. It's okay. Um, but anyway, so today we, I wanted to talk about the state of support kind of support style ships in the current meta of 2.5 as regards to scenarios and uh, points and everything. Because I think support ships are kind of between a bit of a rock and a hard place. Um, a lot of factions have a cheaper ship that they use... Uh, to just play objective, like a little two or three point ship that can just play objectives. Empire especially does this a lot with the Black Squadron Ace. Um, to just play objectives and whatnot. And it's not a detriment to your list. Um, support ships usually have to cost four, five plus points to to really be worth it to actually bring anything but then the flip side to that is usually compared to the rest of the things you're bringing they're also one of the easier ships to uh to take off the board and get points so it's almost you're almost guaranteed to give up the four to five points for that support ship you're bringing and I'm not sure how uh how I and everyone feels if that four to five points is worth it so, uh, so Rob, I'll, I'll start with you. What are your thoughts on support ships in the current meta? Uh, I don't think about them very much. I can't remember <laughs> the last time I brought us up a, a quote unquote support ship. Does the Millennium Falcon count as a support ship? No, right? Uh, probably not. The closest thing you could maybe say is uh, the, the Lando Falcon and Rebels has support ship things, but he also can just support himself and be viable. That's fair. So to to clarify, when I'm talking about support ships, I'm referring to things like the Lat in Republic, uh, the Hawk, not counting Kanan, uh, the U-Wing in Rebels, the Z-Shuttle, those kind of things, right? Not major offensive ships, usually a medium base, some cases a small base, but they're usually medium base uh, ships. And they're usually not offensive powerhouses, so they don't bring a lot of offensive power to the table necessarily. Um, what about you, Paul? What do you think? I see support ships. I think I find myself worrying more about how do I kill them to prevent them being a pain more than what they can do to my list or what they do for my list. So you look at. Reapers, for example. I don't fly Empire. I don't know what a Reaper does. I don't know what a Reaper can do to me or for my opponent. So I look at that and I think, okay, it's going to cost me this many points. It's got one agility. It's got this much hull. It'll burn down. How long will it take me? Is it a worthwhile investment? And that's a problem because if you're looking at a support ship as only can I burn it down quickly before something of mine dies, it means that I don't think it's got the best place right now if that makes sense it does it does and it's one of the reasons that like as far as the reapers go 
uh, Faroff is pretty much the only one you see. You sometimes see Vizier every once in a while, but Faroff is definitely the much more popular choice because he has all of the extra survivability uh, with his ability to basically get uh-huh. the, uh, the automatic evades, which makes him substantially more survival and harder to burn down, um, which is a that is a benefit to your list. Um, and in the way you really use Faroff isn't really as a, a support ship. He's a big medium base that can get in the way, throw three to four red dice, and has seventh sister. So he has force and that, you know, range one bubble for the tractor or the, the jam, um, which I don't really count that as like a, a support kind of thing. He doesn't coordinate or pass tokens or anything like that. Versus, say, like I said, something like the Z shuttle or even a U-Wing with three red dice. Um, yeah, I, I just don't I just don't know if they they have a place right now. And the other trick is I don't know how you fix them. I don't know how you make them them relevant again. Um, does anyone have any ideas? So I think one of the reasons they're not as prevalent too is uh, list building complications as well. A lot of them Agreed. are the same cost as a heavy hitter ship instead that would probably mm-hmm. pull more weight. So the ship has to be really good for its cost in order to even come anywhere close to making it into a list like Kanan, for example. Agreed. Also, I th- also, I think coming looking at it from this point standpoint, if you even taking the points out of the equation, you have to think what does my support ship work well with and what don't they work well with? Uh, a lat, for example, works very, very well with clone units for the Republic. Maybe not so well with Jedi. On the other hand, that Reaper of yours isn't necessarily going to be keeping up with an Interceptor list. So if your style of play revolves around using a specific kind of ship or a specific archetype, the support ship might not fit that style of play. Agreed. And I, I think another one of the reasons the support ship is kind of in a, a hard place right now is because aces, while they are still definitely good, aces are not dead uh, by any shape or means. We see plenty of high initiative in list building nowadays. Almost every list that isn't a just pure swarm list has i5s, if not an i6 in it. Um, Especially if you're playing Empire, because every list just includes Vader. He's basically just an auto-include at this point, um, regardless of which ship you're bringing him in. Um, But the the dedicated ace plus support ship lists, that's basically dead. Um, Because it's usually a three-ship list, and three-ship lists definitely struggle... Uh, when it comes to objective play, uh, Boba and Kanan, ironically, being a three-ship list with a support ship, is one of the only ones that doesn't struggle as much. But that's also because I think it's propped up by Boba's extremely broad and strong shoulders. Does every faction even have a viable support ship? I don't think they do. What's the right separatist support now? 
that's a good question. It used to sort of be back when you had like all the droid swarms running around. It used to be the the Belbalab with the, the you know with the tactical relays and all that, but that's not really a thing anymore. The gauntlet's way too expensive uh-huh. to be a quote unquote support ship. Um, and so is the Sith Infiltrator for that, for that fact. So there really isn't, a there really isn't, a besides the Belbalab, a, a good support ship for the Separatists, but their, their support ship thing has always worked a little differently because of the, the tactical relays versus other yeah. factions that we need like crew carriers and whatnot. It's kind of crazy how the Separatist faction has kind of morphed away from its original origins. It used to be all droids and relays, and now it's mostly hero characters. It's kind of cool to see. But yeah, definitely need to evolve that a bit. Yeah, I, you, you do still see vultures every once in a while, but definitely, especially the one point difference to go from a vulture in a lot of cases to a... Uh, to a hyena and grab that three extra or sorry, two extra hull makes a a big difference. uh, Great survivability of those hyenas and plus, you know, bombs. Um, But in a lot of cases for the same cost as a vulture, you're probably just going to take a hyena. Mm hmm. I'm trying to think. The last, the last vultures I think I saw were the DFS uh, Doofus eighty one or the Iron Assembler. Yeah, yeah. Because they're, they're, they're cheap and they do very on, specific things. Siege of Coruscant four hundred four has some definite tricks up his sleeve. So I think, especially see, uh, four hundred four and Iron Assembler work really well if you also only have three points left and you're not going to bring a hyena. So like the one of the popular lists, the um, Django Grievous Dirge, you have three points left over. You either pop a, a hyena in there to, I don't know, play objectives, I guess, or you can use 404 to threaten a lot. Um, yeah. but like Rob just said, like a list like that, that's one of the Separatists main lists is completely different from what they used to have, where it used to all be like six to eight ship uh, droid swarms running around causing havoc. But every every faction doesn't necessarily have uh, a support style ship, which I mean is fine. Not every faction needs to have one, and you know, not every every faction doesn't have a ship that's as bad as the Resistance transport. Um, wow, chance! <laughs> I got to get my Resistance hate in there somewhere. Um, but like I said, I'm not really sure what AMG could do balance wise without like and I'm not asking for it, but without some kind of major overhaul to like how just the point structure works or something like that to make uh, to make support ships viable. The only the only scenario I could maybe see and I think they've talked about it is cycling out scenarios, right? So having brand new scenarios in the game so replacing Scram- you can't replace chance engagement, but replacing scramble or assault or, or salvage or something like that. Um, and depending on what new scenarios get put in the mixture, 
I guess there's a possibility there that depending on what they are, support ships could maybe see it come back. But even then, that feels like a bit of a stretch because, I mean, I'm no game designer, but uh, I, I can't think of any specific scenario where a support ship would suddenly shine over a standard list. Um, it depends on how like you I, interact with your objectives. It does. That's very, very true. Um, I think maybe if we had more scenarios like that worked somehow like scramble and salvage that required actions, um, something like that, having the ability to, to token pass or coordinate or something like that could maybe become a little more, little more prevalent. Um, but also there's just, you know, the force, uh, <laughs> the, the force kind of uh, puts a bit of a, a a hamper on a lot of things, considering just how good it is. And if you don't know, try it. Um, Might be getting a little off topic, but if they were to revitalize the scenario system, there definitely could be ways to make support ships more viable. Uh, the scenarios we've been given by AMG are, truly speaking, compared to other miniature games, baby scenarios. Uh, other uh -huh. games like Marvel Crisis Protocol have much more complicated scenarios that have different rules per objective type. Like uh, Assault on the Satellite Ray is an, a, a scenario for X-Wing. It is a scenario type in MCP with like five or ten different variants, all of which do different things and score differently. So like... If they were to expand now, think, that, different types of ships would succeed differently. Part of that, I, I wonder if part of the trick around designing scenarios in X-Wing, so a game like MCP, right? Different uh, characters and heroes and whatnot, they all move the same way. They just move different distances and might be able to like ignore terrain differently depending on if they can you know, fly or whatever, right? But they all move the same way, per se, because of the template system that X-Wing does. I wonder if that in any way, shape or form, because you always realistically, you always have to move forward. It's it's actually quite difficult unless you just kind of one hard in a circle to stay next to an objective. Um, so I wonder if that. Call, you know causes any issues with trying to do like what you're saying putting extra layers on top of it you're not wrong um moving in miniature games like mcp is an option it is not required like it is in x-wing exactly exactly and let's let's be honest too right none of us are still good at objectives we all still don't know really what we're doing when it comes to objectives i can't uh -huh. imagine what it would be like if we got new ones Everyone would it would just be like starting X-Wing all over again. No one would know what we're doing and the points don't matter uh, except at the end of the tournament. Chance, you might have actually accidentally discovered how to make support ships better. You give them all white one stop, uh, white zero stops. No. <laughs> no. Um, no. Damn, we I, fixed the I game. I think I think we you you you're closing one door to open a much bigger one if you did something like that. I like doors. I'm in, I'm in. Did you like it when droids landed on rocks and didn't move? Yeah, sounds fun. Bring it back. Well, I mean, you know, something out there for everyone. Of course.
<laughs> but uh yeah so support ships in a rough place not sure not sure what you do to fix them um but definitely if anyone has ideas definitely reach out i'd, I'd love to hear some ideas on ways people either make support ships work or ways you think that we could change sh ships or the game to make them um, more relevant again. Uh, because I've always loved support ship plus squad or ace plus squad kind of lists. And I do I do kind of miss them uh, to an extent, but they, they just don't feel viable right now in the, the grand scheme of things. So moving on, uh, the other thing I would really like to talk about, we kind of touched a bit about it on uh, one of the previous episodes, but uh, some I think it would be fun to speculate a little bit on the starter kits and whatnot that AMG has announced. Uh, so, Rob, you want to go over the basics of what we do know for the starter kits? Uh, we have a little bit of information. Uh, from what we've been told, they're going to have four ships, which my money is on four small ships per faction. Uh, each faction is going to get one. Uh, they've told us that they're not going to be necessary for veterans, but we're all going to buy them anyway. It, it's fine. Um, my guess is they're probably going to be like $100 per set. That That's my speculation there. I, I envision it being, again, very similar to MCP. Uh, anytime AMG does something, I, I look at MCP and I go, hey, yeah, that makes sense. Uh, my my money is on them having standard loadout cards in there. That That's my my hope. And they they realistically should... Do, do you think they're going to be like a replacement for the core set? Like, we're not going to get a new core set. And if you want to get into the game, you just buy one of these faction boxes. I would say so. You would it would most likely should have dice, templates, damage deck, whole nine yards all in there. So if me, new player A, wants to buy into the game and I want to play Rebels, I just buy this hundred dollar Rebel faction starter set instead of the core. Yeah, it, it does make a lot of sense because you if you buy it, the old core sets, you know, you got the two TIE fighters and an X-Wing. You can do the fun little you know, practice, test, learn how to play games in the core set. But uh, that's about it. <laughs> um, and then I unless you and you couldn't really split it with someone because you only had one set of, you know, dice and templates and everything. Uh, See, so yeah, I, I do think for a game like X-Wing, replacing the core set with faction sets, I think would definitely make a lot more sense moving forward. I do worry that it's more product to sit on shelves because i know that's been a problem in the past uh but like you did mention if they do have good sl cards in them we're all gonna buy them uh and then it's a really easy way to get other people into the game which is definitely something that we're lacking right now uh as far as that goes especially they they really and I've, I've, I've talked about this before at large. They really need to put it updated rules, not just on the website. <laughs> you need to Agreed. be able to buy something and be able to play in a tournament or e e even just on a local game night with the same rules that everyone else there is playing at, <laughs> which I it's it's crazy to imagine a game where that's not the the case outside of, you know, FAQs and erratas and stuff like that. Sure. 
But uh, with how much of a major rules change we've had in the grand scheme of things with 2.5, it really does blow me away how uh, how how that exists right now. Um, and I don't know if a digital rule book would fix the problem even then. I still feel like if you're buying, especially if it's close to, like Marab mentioned, like a $100 box, I would still expect paper rules with it and not have to download a PDF or something like that. Um, I'm not paper so rules, not- paper objective tokens, very important. Yeah, mm. yeah. Yeah. Yeah, real objective tokens would be would be nice and easy way to That would be them. nice. Cuz you if you bought a core set right now, you wouldn't have objective tokens, would you? The only official place to buy objective tokens is the Epic Battle Skip. Uh, nope. The community has been fantastic <clears throat> about making alternative solutions, but yeah, the only official way is the Epic Battle Skip. For, f- yeah, for a format that AMG don't support anymore. Or the Trident. The Trident has Ouch. them too. Yeah. Ouch. Um, yeah, it, it's, it just really blows my mind that you you effectively... I mean, yeah, I guess if you bought into Epic, but you effectively can't buy stuff to start playing this game without someone else's help. <laughs> yeah which i mean in the meantime just means that we as existing members do need to you know be there to for new players to reach out to to show them what the game is now and give them extra objective tokens because i think we all have extras now at this point between all the different uh people that have made third party ones given away at tournaments and all sorts of stuff i think i have at least two or three sets right now um but it's a little important to be able to play the game right now uh but anyway so going in more to those four boxes uh we've been talking a little bit about what we think ship wise will be in the box now the the main overarching thing i think each box has to have that hero character because amg is really big it's kind of why generics have kind of gone gone away they're real big on characters and especially the hero characters of each faction so you know anakin and obi for republic vader for empire etc etc uh so i'll hand it over to you paul what um what do we think is going to be ship wise in the boxes what's our speculation well that's that's this is going to be one of those things where I think I'm going to say something, people are going to be, people are going to disagree. Um, so I'm going to start with Resistance, since that's the faction I know best. We're going to see at least one X-Wing, because the big hero of the Resistance is Poe. Exactly. We're going to need Poe in that X-Wing. We might see A-Wings, we might see Fireballs, but I am not so sure about the Fireball, because... If you're marketing a game that caters to both hardcore and casual Star Wars fans, you want everything to be recognizable. If the, your target audience didn't watch the show, Resistance, not going to know what a clue what the fireball is. So I'm thinking two X-Wings, two A-Wings, kind of like Heralds of Hope, but bigger. Mm-hmm. Um... Do you think a fourth? What would what would if you had your choice? What would you say the fourth ship would be? Y wing. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. 
That makes because sense. again, that. visibility in the movies. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and you don't want to put a tiny little transport pod in there. Nope. The pod itself shouldn't have been a ship in the first place. Ooh, hot take. Hot take. I like it. I also agree. Hot takes are the best takes in Liberty Squad. Hot takes are the best takes. I think it was um, lazy visual effects in episode 8. They couldn't be bothered to create a shuttle. (laughs) Um, Oh, boy. I don't know if this is the place to get into episode 8 discussion, but I'm here. It's not, but anyway. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Uh, Go on. Yeah, so that was Resistance. I mean, I'm also looking at Rebels and Republic, and I'm thinking as well, like, Rebels has got to have Luke Skywalker in it. Yeah. Absolutely positively has to have Luke Skywalker in it. I would also possibly see a Y-Wing, an A-Wing, and a B-Wing. The issue there becomes if you have four different ships that do four different things, that's a very disjointed list you're handing to a beginner. It's true. True. Um, so two X wing, two Y wing, make it a little Death Star possibly. thing, especially if you're not getting a core set anymore. And then mm, you could also it's have quite wedge. possible. It's quite possible they could do that. They could also do two X wings and a, two X wings, two B wings. You know, they could only do one X wing. They could do one X wing. There's, there's a lot they can do with rebels. Because there's so much now that we've seen. From the original trilogy of movies to the shows to whatever. We could we could even see three X-Wings and something else. Yeah. And I mean, all, almost all of those ships, I'd say out of all of them, the B-Wing's probably the least recognizable. Because I 100%. think the B-Wing's been in the least amount of media. But even then, all four of those ships are extremely recognizable rebel ships. Yep. Without a question. Which um, kind of brings me now into like what I'm thinking for the Republic as well. Like we've got to be looking at recognizable for casual as well as hardcore fans. I'm thinking we'll see the A to twos, and I'm thinking we'll either see V Wings or Arc one seventies. Really putting a medium base in there. I'm putting a medium base in there. Because. Battle of Coruscant. Mm-hmm. The big hard-hitting opening. To episode 3. Is literally what defines. In my opinion. The Grand Army of the Republic Navy. Wow that's a mouthful. On the big screen. <laughs> they could also use that as a chance. To give us the official Anakin painted Ada. Yes. Which right so now is only available... Oh, you mean Anakin painted Edda. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. Mm-hmm. I'm thinking of the, the Aether Sprite. Yeah, that would be a good opportunity. And I, I will say, quick stop, I think it alternate paint ships would be really cool, but I also yep. say that from the perspective of a veteran player. I don't mm-hmm. know how much of a difference it would make to someone who's just buying in. They might want that red, you know, red five X wing. <laughs> yeah, we might all have a bunch of them already, but someone just getting in doesn't. They don't uh-huh. want a, you know, Alphabet Squadron X wing or Phoenix Squadron or I, I don't know Rebel Squadrons. Um, they're gonna want the red one that they recognize from the movie. Yep. 
So I do agree with you uh, with uh, Anakin painted Etta, though, because that would be easily recognizable from the movie. Uh, I just don't know in general if we're going to get a ton of alternate paint schemes for these ships because they want to keep them recognizable. I will say, well, going back to Resistance real quick, I would not be surprised if we got a new uh, Black 1 T-70 with closing foils. Yes. Happy Black Poe. Yes, absolutely. Exactly. Uh, it's exactly. like we've all been playing this game for years. Uh, and again, yeah, this uh, we talk about it a lot, but because it's one of the only things they've announced, but these products really aren't going to be for us. Right. Yep, exactly. They're for new players. We'll see what they yep. have. Uh, and I do want to if anything, I w- I'll want to get one to just try to to support the game, depending on if it's if it's even remotely worth it. But we do have to keep that in mind. And let's be fair, harvest it for useful cards. Exactly. Exactly. That's why we... (laughs) It's why we all bought out of faction in in Mm 1.0. Because (laughs) if you were an Empire player and you wanted auto thrusters, you were buying Star Vipers. Yep. They, I, I, they, they could just put. I mean, I imagine because let's be real. Not everyone bought the Battle of Yavin for the scenario. They bought it for three cards in that box: Battle of Yavin Vader, Battle of Yavin Backstabber, and Mauler. <laughs> I speak for yourself. You. Speak for yourself. Sure, I definitely sure. bought it for the scenario. I, know, I, I bought I know it for the Battle I'm, of Yavin Luke, but anyway. <laughs> But again, so same difference though, right? Yeah. We bought we bought an entire card set for one to like three cards. We will probably buy an entire hundred, maybe a hundred dollars is kind of pushing it a little bit. Um, but we probably will buy an entire box set if it comes with some really good pilots and maybe mm-hmm. some upgrades or SL cards. We'll we'll see. I don't I don't know. Uh- that $100, I mean, that makes me wonder if it is going to be a one-player thing. Because that's definitely a bold move. Yeah. Like, if they are trying to bring new players in, what are you going to do? Hope someone buys it and then just find someone to play, someone to play against? The whole point of this starter set right now is dad and, dad and kids, or brother and brothers, or sisters, or whatever, can literally buy it, play their first games from the kitchen table together, and then expand. Yeah. The hundred dollars yeah, was it's, totally it's, a spitball by me, but it's a spitball. Oh no, I, information I, yeah. that makes sense. It, yes, I no, I agree. But it, looking at like the look at Legion, for example, they've now got the individual player battle forces, which are essentially starter sets. But you still need the core rulebook to play. You still need that starter set to get going. Mm-hmm. I, I, I will say I, I do refer to Rob here, though, with how they do the MCP core box where you can just buy that box and everything you need to play is in that box. And it is for up to two. Is it is it just two players or is it more than that? The, the course, MCP the core, core box? box by list building rules only supports one player. Uh, oh, the one really? important distinction between X-Wing and mcp and later shatterpoint is that x-wing is very faction restricted like you can't mix ships you can mix characters in mcp so even though mcp comes with five cabal and five avengers 
you can field all 10 as one list. Oh, okay. Yeah. But you, you could field them realistically as five and five and play against each other, and it wouldn't be bad. I mean, it would, it would be bad now to try to play it competitively or whatever, but if you just, all you had was that core box, you could play those five versus those five, and it would be a functional game. It would be a functional game. It might not be an even one, but yeah, you could do it. Okay. Yeah. Um, but moving, moving it's not on the way the, the box other... is designed. Okay. All right. And, and mm-hmm. I don't, I, I get what you're saying, Paul, and I don't think these will be designed for two players. Admittedly, I think these will be designed to get a player into the game because let's be real. Four ships is a list. It's mm-hmm. not two. <laughs> no, you can't. I mean, actually, you can't because the the minimum amount of ships for a list is three, so it can't be. Um, so unless these, these nothing... packs have more ships, but I I don't think they will. There's nothing stopping them from throwing some like introductory two player mode in there, saying, "Hey, you should be taking two true. ships and go at it." Like here's very, here's a fake scenario true. or some nonsense. Very true. Um, but moving or on... they throw a complete curveball. And give us a whole new core set along with these starters. Well, I would be very surprised. I'm about to commit. I'm about to commit heresy here. Please don't lynch me. Look at the way they rebranded Star Trek Attack Wing. Oh my god! You have the two v two starter set, and then you have faction boxes. This is my favorite episode so far. We've talked about Marvel and Star Trek almost as much as we have about Star Wars. I'm digging it. Well, we had a good run while it was going, but we've already diverted into an Attack Wing podcast, everyone. You heard it here first. (laughs) (laughs) But I I know, as I said, don't lynch me, don't burn me at the stake. But that's a method I think that makes sense, much as I hate to admit Heroclix did something right. (laughs) <laughs> hey, I used to play Heroclix back in the day. That game used to be great. I have no idea what it's like now. But important small fact about me, I sold my Heroclix collection to fund getting into X-Wing. So say what you will about Heroclix. But it's reason it's the reason I was able to afford being here right now. <laughs> oh, there we go. So some people might also in turn now hate Heroclix even more. Uh Get good. <laughs> wow. Paul, are you going to finish your uh, your faction hot takes? Um, yes, I am going to faction. Okay, and here we're, de- here we're starting to de- dig into me ho- sort of hoping for the best because these are factions I do not play. Looking at Empire, I think you're going to have to have two TIE Fighters. It has to be done. They are iconic in every single way. Just as much as the X-Wing. Yes. More so because of the noise. Yep. You hear a TIE fighter on TV and you know it's a TIE fighter. An X-Wing could be any generic fighter plane when you I, think about it. I have to go off here for a second. The the TIE fighter, in because in, if you have not seen it yet, uh, you're doing yourself a disservice. But the TIE fighter in Andor, when they're all practicing out in the field and it's just a single oh, yeah. lone TIE fighter and you just hear it off in the distance and just see everyone immediately start scrambling because a single tie fighter is coming right we get we've gotten so used to the movies where there's 80 tie fighters fighting in a big battle no this mm-hmm. was one and they hear it in the that that signature sound in the distance 
and the entire scene changes on the drop of a hat. I mean, um, you can't go watch you can't underestimate the psychological impact of that whine and that shriek, especially mm-hmm. like as you say, we've seen it in the movies where there've been eighty with them and they've basically been cannon fodder. But if you're six guys on the ground and a tie fighter comes after you, you are screwed. <laughs> because what's a, ha- a hand blast? As I think um, one of the X-wing authors, I can't remember if it was Stagpole or Austin, said it said it best. Handheld weapons will do nothing to a starfighter. A starfighter's weapon will do a lot to someone holding a handheld weapon. <laughs> um, Shirit Imwe from Rogue One has something to say about that. Because that was me. Rewind yeah, that. he had the force with him. The, power, the for, he was one with the force, and the force was with, with him. He was cheating. <laughs> you heard it here, folks. The force is cheating. <laughs> and yet, that's twice I've managed to get us cancelled in the same episode. Man, <laughs> but loaded with hot takes. Loaded with hot takes. Um, you're gonna about, so coming back to the Empire box. You're gonna have to have the Tie X one for Darth Vader because again, it's iconic. Yeah, you, you just have after to. that. I'm not sure. It could be a TIE Fighter and three TIE Fighters. You could do a Darth Vader and three TIE Fighters. That would be Make it simple. The, that'd be the easy way out. Mm. That'd be the easy option. If they wanted variety, and realistically, if you're going to be charging a premium for this box, you want variety, and the customers should expect it. You want either a TIE Bomber or a TIE Interceptor in there. Mm-hmm. Not an Inquisitor, because again, we're looking at casual Star Wars fans here, not hardcore ones. Yep. My vote Which, goes to the Tie Bomber. I would hope so. I think the Tie Bomber, the Tie Bomber, occupies a more interesting design space as a list than the Thrangan Interceptor in there would. It, and the the Tie Bomber is a substantial. It, it introduces more mechanics to the uh-huh, game. Yeah. Such mainly in the sense of bombs and like the, the the advanced can take missiles, but really the tie bomber is a, mu- a munitions platform. So it introduces yeah. more mechanics to a new player, the ability to to do that versus an interceptor, which is just a tie fighter on crack. Um, or yep. another Liberty Squadron hot take: bring back the tie shuttle and make the tie bomber a support ship. Full circle. I'm out. <laughs> It is canon. There is it there is, is yes. a tie shuttle in Empire Strikes Back, so mm-hmm. it is canon. I it believe existed in one point They didn't bring it back. I believe nope. even in no, even in the novelization of A New Hope, that's what they used to board the Ten to Be Four. Really, that's what they used yeah. in the novelization. Mm-hmm. Huh. I, I never actually read bo- the novelizations of the movies. He's one of them, at least. Huh. Um, the tie shuttle would be cool. Me. I, I'm not sure how I would feel about an unshielded six hull support ship, though. It'd be like True, three points. But it would be fine. cheap. Exactly. It's Palpatine, Palpatine flying coach. I mean, <laughs> yeah. The, the I don't think you'd be able to fit you... Palpatine in a tie shuttle loadout. <laughs> you used to be able to. <laughs> so the trick there is Palpatine's only twelve points. Mm-hmm. You can't He'd be pretty the, grumpy the riding around shuttle. in a TIE shuttle cargo Although bed. the trick, you just, well, you just only give it yeah. one crew slot because Palp takes two crew slots. That's the easy answer. Is it's a sing- It only has just one saying, crew slot. Just saying, AMG, hire me. <laughs> <laughs> so, 
I want to talk about my particular faction yes. of the moment, the First Order. Uh, so the easy, easy answer, you do two TIE FOs. One TIE FOs are really good right now, but again, they're like, they're, I don't know if iconic is the word I would use, but no, they're memorable from the movies. One TIE SF, because uh, we do see it in Episode 7 clearly, uh, though not piloted by the First Order. Um, and I think you do silencer Kylo because let's be real. Whisper Kylo is barely in episode nine and it does absolutely nothing. <laughs> that entire movie. It, it explodes. It, it does explode. It is in one scene where it explodes. The silencer is one. I personally, I think it's a cooler looking model. Mm -hmm. uh, posing. It works better for the list building. Um, and I think it's more it's it's more distinct, obviously, from the FO and the SF, because the Whisper is just an SF with. Bigger a turret yeah. and, it, well, and a turret, but I mean, like, like uh, visually, it's just an SF with with uh, inter large interceptor foils. Um, the, the, the silencer just it just makes sense. It's 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 different from the two other ships in the pack. It's different gameplay, different visually. You still get Kylo and it's there's more of it in the movie to be a little more memorable. Mm -hmm. um, so, yeah, I, I think that one's no question. Two FO, two SF and silencer Kylo. Give me SL Kylo, please, and make him not suck. Uh, AMG, I'm 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 really hope I'm, I'm really leaning on you here, please. <laughs> so I'm going to pose an alternative to you, which okay. is one FO, two SFs, because we actually see more detail of the SF in the, in The Force Awakens. Because you've That's... obviously got Finn and, Finn and Poe escaping one, mm -hmm. and then all, well not all, but most of the ships at the Assault on Maz Kanada's castle are TIE SFs. What are the majority of the ships at the Battle of uh, uh, the... Oh my god, I just... Starkiller Base? Starkiller, thank you. I believe those... those are probably TIE Fighters, but again, you don't actually get close enough to most of them to see. Yeah. They spend most of the time exploding. I'm The scene that comes to mind a lot when I think of the SF is when Kylo's ship takes off and the First Order all retreat from Maskinada's castle quote-unquote retreat mm -hmm. the two ships that are hovering covering the retreat have turrets they're tie sfs one that the two they're just kind of floating there and they fly away the two ships that go with kylo to assault the cruiser in episode eight are both sfs as well yes. and the sfs are actually the ones that blow up the bridge mm -hmm. kylo because do it because um, he was sad and he, he was also french uh, so you can make Kino a thematic Last Jedi Jesus. First Order list in the First Order kit. It it builds exactly. itself. That would be cool. <laughs> so yeah, I, I think two, either two FO or two SF and Silencer Kylo is a solid yeah. start for that faction. Now the real the real question in the room is what do you do for scum? Ideas? <laughs> Only faction gets a medium base? 
Mm. Do you put the fire spray in the starter kit? Do you give no. the players that much power? No. No. So then is Fen the, the hero character of of the scum faction? Or is it the Mandalorian? Yeah. Yeah, they could use this opportunity to give us a Mandalorian Naboo. They could. I don't think. I don't know. I don't think they will. Ships. No. Yeah, you're yeah, right because they're, they're not designed for really, us. Well, and that would be really scummy. Be they, like it only comes yeah. with one of the new ships, and it's like a eighty, a hundred dollar box. <laughs> they could release it separately too. Yeah, that would end poorly. Yeah, it would. It probably yeah, it would. would. But yeah, I have no idea what you put. I mean, sure, I'm sure you put some Fang Fighters in there. I guess you put an M3A and a Bring back the question mark. Well, see, that's what I'm thinking is, do these necessarily have to fit the standard list building format? Well, the thing is, the standard list building format is based on Black Box. So if there's a starter kit that comes out with old stuff, remodernized for 2.5 it is now black box and standard so. okay i'm calling it star vipers star vipers and kirax i like it that I'm, would I'm be in. incredibly spicy i'm 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 so in uh you make shame. it a, you make it a black sun starter set it's a shame that none of those ships are in any of the movies and it is a shame because those are cool ships especially the problem is star is Viper. outside of the scum falcon and the fire spray. Or the fire spray. What scum ships are in the movies? I mean, not in the movies, but obviously the Razor Crest is very mm-hmm. recognizable. It's very recognizable, very popular. Mm-hmm. But arguably not the centerpiece of a faction. Also, like, like I said, the, the centerpiece is, is, is Boba. So if mm-hmm. you don't put a fire spray in that box... I don't know what you put in there for someone starting in the the scum faction right now. I, I don't I don't know. I, unless we get some kind of major points change before these boxes that completely changes the identities of these factions. I don't know what you put in there outside of a fire spray, some fangs and whatever, uh, whatever dirt you find at the bottom of the trash bin. The hopes and dreams of everyone who wanted cloak shapes in their list. <laughs> but didn't get them because we got the sick instead. <clears throat> so that's our speculation for the upcoming box sets. So now I want to move on to something even more fun. Uh, so everyone obviously has their hopes and dreams for what's, uh, what AMG could come out with for each of their factions as far as new ships. And in case you didn't know, and I'm super going to date this podcast, uh, there's a lot of people's hopes and dreams coming up this coming Sunday uh, for the Eagles at the Super Bowl. Uh, am I allowed to say that? I don't know. Too late. I already I don't did. think so. Uh, we are a late. Philadelphia can... podcast, and we represent Philadelphia. Damn it. And we're not making money. There you go. All right. Well, cool. We're safe. Uh, I also know a lawyer. Uh- <laughs> <laughs> this is true. Hi, Brett. Um, so for each faction, Hi, Brett. Uh, 
Rob actually came up with this. So, Rob, I'll, I'll have you introduce how we're doing this. All right. Throw me right under the bus. Uh, so, in the spirit of this weekend, I created a little list of kind of likely to unlikely picks for each faction in terms of football terms. So, I have a first down, which is kind of like an easy pick. Probably, maybe, likely happen in the future. There's a field goal, which is like your medium pick might happen, might not. And then each faction has a Hail Mary, which is a crazy pick. But if it comes out, it'd be awesome. So, I think um, uh, Paul's probably, we'll start with Republic. Paul's probably the closest thing we have to a Republic player here. That's sad. Wow. Okay. <laughs> I, I play Republic sometimes. I mean, Maybe. I also I play know. them sometimes, but not as much as two other factions. I have played Siege of Coruscant three times as Republic. Then you've, you're the real Republic player. This is true. Oh, man. So, Rob, <laughs> Badge of honor. take it off with Republic. All right. So for Republic, my, my first down is pretty much... I, I wrote Theta Shuttle, but it could be any shuttle. Republic has like three or four different large space shuttles. Uh, the Theta Shuttle could be it. Uh, my hope it would be the Havoc Marauder. Uh, mm-hmm. Although the Havoc Marauder, the Bad Batch Shuttle could be Scum or Republic. My personally, it would be Republic because they were introduced as clones. Uh, my yeah. field goal would be the Twilight. Uh, the the freighter that uh, Ahsoka and Anakin fly around a lot in Clone Wars. It's a hero ship. Angie loves hero ships. Love to see it. I'm honestly surprised then, that one's not already in the game at this point. Agreed. I feel like we've talked about the Twilight for like three or four years now of why is it not in X-Wing yet? People have been it's making true. and people have been making rules for the Twilight since 1.0 <laughs> and it still hasn't shown I don't know up. That. Yeah. It's it would be their first large base, right? Yeah. Uh, I mean, now it could be medium. There's the gauntlet. Uh, yeah, kind of. The gauntlet belongs to everybody. I don't know if it counts as, like, a specific faction ship. Exactly. Exactly. But yeah, we need the Twilight. Maybe the Twilight should have been the first down. Maybe not. We haven't gotten it yet. I don't know. My takes are spicy. Uh, my Hail Mary for the Republic is the Consular-class cruiser. Mm -hmm. Uh, My main reason for this is because the Separatists have the Trident, the Squid, so the Republic deserves their own dedicated epic ship, too. Damn it. (laughs) One hundred percent. And I mean that and is it looks like, cool. It, it it both looks cool and it's from it, the consulars from episode. Is that the ship from episode one? It is a ship from episode one. Yes. It lands and then blows up, and then immediately blows up. Yeah, but I mean, let's be real. It's more recognizable than the uh, the trident. I mean, the trident's super yep. cool and super recognizable once you know what it is. But the the consular class is at least not as a, a niche of a ship, I should say, well, versus the the Trident. For fans of the Clone Wars, they actually give them guns and have them running as like frigates and escorts yep. for larger ships a lot. Very commonly, exactly, exactly. I think it. I think it makes sense. I don't know how well the Trident sold, so I think that's mm. a very. Uh, we we don't know the numbers on one. that, so I think I, I know you did. I know multiple people that <laughs> bought one. But we also have a surprisingly dedicated epic scene around here. Yes, um, we do. Uh, say more to your say point, I... Chance. Uh, as shamed as I am to say it, 
I know what the console class is. I didn't know what the Trident was when they announced it. I was like, Epic Ship, this looks cool. What is this? And I had to go back and watch the Clone Wars episodes that it was in. (laughs) I love it, though. It's a fantastic ship. Oh, the sculpt is amazing. It looks so cool on the board, and it's really unique as far as, like, how it works. I say this like I've played Epic. (laughs) You've been around uh, long enough while we play Epic, so you play Epic by Osmosis. That's that's very true. I've gone to the game nights where I just sit there and watch you you guys play play Epic while I just sit there. (laughs) But uh, moving on, uh, I'll talk about Separatists, because I don't think any of us actually play Separatists. Mm -mm, Um, Unfortunately. And I, for the most part, agree with uh, the the takes we have here. So first down is the Sheathapede. It's kind of ironic that the Separatist shuttle that they stole, well, stole, took, whatever, requisitioned, isn't in the Separatist faction, <laughs> but it's only in the Rebel faction. Um, so that just seems like an easy one. And it would give the Separatists... A, not that they have a ton of crew, but they do have some now. It would give them a crew carrier that isn't the fire spray or the uh, Sith infiltrator. Uh, it would give so them might... a support ship. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> exactly. Very true. Very true. But you could also maybe do some interesting things with that with relays too as yeah. well, I'm, I'm sure. There's, there's definitely a design space, I think, for it with the separatists because it's something they don't really have right now. Mm-hmm. Um, so for field goal, and I didn't know that's what this was called, but the, the Ginevex Starfighter, which is as Rob informed me, the ship that Ventress flies. And if you haven't seen this ship, it's super cool. It's kind of like a, uh, what's the ship that Dooku flies? The, the sail one, the solar sailor. Yeah. They look similar. It's, yeah, it's similar in design to the solar sailor. I don't know if we'll ever get the Solar Sailor in X-Wing. I don't know how you'd make that work. Um, but the Genevex is definitely uh, definitely a contendant. Um, I would put this for my first down, though, for the Hail Mary, but that's just because I like it so much, uh, is the Umbaran Starfighter. Mm, um, yep. I think this one's super, comp- super likely because it's been in artwork of other X-Wing ships in official... Oh, was it? I don't know if it was AMG, but it was official FFG artwork. Uh, so they know it exists. <laughs> so I think it would be uh, very surprising if we don't get it. Um, cool looking ship. And it would give Separatists another ship that doesn't calculate. So they could have to do something kind of funky with it again to make it be unique, but also fit in with what the rest of the Separatist faction does. So I'll let uh, move on to the original trilogy. I'll let you two fight over who wants to talk about Rebels because uh, I'm removed from this discussion. It's all you, brother. Okay. Right. First down for the Rebels, the Battle of Scarif pack. How this has not happened yet, I do not know. We need Anton Merrick. We need Blue Leader with the most fabulous of moustaches. (laughs) <laughs> however I'm going to throw a slightly throw a spanner with the work here why necessarily Battle of Scarif why not like a Heroes of the Rebellion pack we've already got Kia Venzi from Squadrons right Squadrons. in the game now yeah 
Heroes of the Rebellion with the rest of Vanguard Squadron and Alphabet Squadron and what's the Pilots in Blue Squadron we care about. You could even add, for example, a Dakraltar gunner for whatever can take a gunner now. You can add so much if this is going to be a card pack, which I assume it would be. There's so much more they can do. There's so much they could do so cheaply. It's true. There's so many pilots and rebels that don't have representation. I don't think they need more mm -hmm. ships. I think they need more people. Yeah, we need more I-5A wings. <laughs> That's what the Rebellion needs. More I-5A wings. Sorry, the resistance player in me is coming out again. <laughs> Field goal. Moving on to the Stinger Mantis. Now, this is the luxury yacht type ship that the Calcestis is ferried around in in Jedi Fallen Order, so it's a bit obscure if you have not played that game. And Let's be fair, the Rebels do have a lot of big ships. On the other hand, more Force users, more crew, more fun. Also, can we necessarily say this is only going to be a Rebel ship? That's my next question, because right now they're not affiliated with the Rebellion, because the Rebellion doesn't officially exist yet. So this could also mm. be a dual, this could be dual with Scum as well. Because that's what Scum needs, another large base ship. That's what a Scum needs, is more Force crew. Everybody's scumming on the inside, any ship can be a Scum ship. Oh, hush. I exist for order in this galaxy, I am not, a, I am not Scum on the inside, I'll have you know. Yeah, I mean, aren't we all really slightly, a little bit? Anyway, Hail Mary, the Hammerhead Corvette. Now, Rob's convinced this will never happen. I have seen the 3D printed versions of these and they are both epic in scale and in how awesome they look. If one of these came into the game, I don't play epic and even if I did, I prefer the idea of wings of starfighters over the big ships. I would buy at least one. <laughs> Just because there's that scene from Rogue One where it rams into the Star Destroyer that's disabled and literally throws it at another one. It, there I have to be some to kind do of mechanic that. for it. I want to, to do that. <laughs> they, they'd have to differentiate it from the standard collision rules in Epic, because in Epic, any huge ship colliding with stuff just messes up anything in front of it. But yeah, uh -huh. there'd have to be special collision rules. Maybe it would apply the Epic collision rules to other Epic ships, which it currently doesn't Ooh. do. That would be interesting. All right. Do a five straight into a Raider and deal like five crits. would be great. <laughs> yes. I could see it. I could see it. Uh, so next, uh, I will gladly talk about the Empire, uh, and the Admit Empire has the same problem the Rebels have, where they're kind of already have a lot of ships, um, so I want to jump on that same train of the Squadrons pack, um, give me Von Reg. give me Empire Von Reg. I need Empire Von Reg from Titan Squadron. Uh, and Shen and everything for that matter. And you could put them in a variety of different ships. You could put them in anything, really. Interceptors, standard ties, reapers, even defenders if they really wanted to. 
but those squadrons characters, I think, are, are an easy, easy choice for uh, some kind of hot shot or squadrons pack or something like that. But talking about actual ships, uh, first down is the Scythe Inquisitor shuttle. Um, it would be interesting to see how they differentiate it from things like the Reaper. But Empire doesn't have a medium-based ship. The trick is the Reaper used to be weird because it had to do the boost. Now that it doesn't have to do the mandatory movement, it's much more viable and less, slightly less unique uh, in its characteristics. Uh, but more Force Crew for Empire, I'm down. Uh, or just give us the TIE Shuttle. <laughs> um... Field goal would be uh, the Outlander tie because I am an Empire player and I also want ships with moving parts. Uh, all I get is the, the the little gun on the the tie brute. That's all I get. Uh, and I will mention this every single podcast. Technically, also the Lambda has movable parts, but the Lambda doesn't exist in standard. Give me a new Lambda AMG. We need this ship in the game. Was the Lambda the first ship in X-Wing to have movable pieces? Because it came out pretty early in 1.0, yes. didn't it? Yes. Okay. Yeah, Travis. Yeah, we definitely need that ship back. In 2.5. I don't know. What are you doing? It's an easy decision. Um. Anyway, Hail Mary. And I would love to see this just as much as Rob would. Not, Rob, probably a little more. And probably Paul, too. Uh so we already know the gunboat's getting a relaunch, right? Uh, what if they made that one dedicated to just being the gunboat and then gave us the actual missile boat? So it's not just a configuration and it was actually substantially different between the cannon version and the missile and torpedo version. Maybe? AMG, give me my missile boat. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but also I'm, i will I'm, i go ahead as I, i'm literally playing through the tie fighter campaign that's been remastered for x-wing alliance in like 4d like not 4d like I, hd yeah. graphics and like just the idea of having even three missile boats just literally throwing proton torpedoes at people from the other end of the board just makes me giggle <laughs> and maybe it would make chance, except the proton torpedo is an upgrade again. Maybe, maybe, maybe this is the what I need. Um, this is what you need. The real trick, though, I would throw <clears throat> everything I just said out the window. This is my true Hail Mary beyond Hail Marys. I will throw everything I just said out the window if I can get the TIE Avenger. Give me the that TIE Avenger. would be awesome. With Marek Steel. Of course, with force. He was. <laughs> that, yes. that, that's a that's a discussion we need to not have on the podcast. <laughs> we can have a whole episode about that. <laughs> what legends, characters, and why they make Paul angry? Start <laughs> <laughs> oh, with Corrin Horn. <laughs> oh man, I'm pretty sure we could do a podcast series about why Corrin Horn makes you angry. <laughs> yeah. Uh, 
So again, moving on to the sequel factions, uh, I'm gonna throw so I'm gonna throw Rob this one resistance. What do you All think right, uh, the resistance? Uh, the resistance actually has a ton of ships that we don't have. Uh, I can name a whole bunch. It was hard to pick just a few. Um, my first down would be the T85 X-Wing, because the game is called X-Wing. We should have all the X-Wings. Uh, it's pretty chunky. It'd be a fun ship. It would kind of be like the the E-Wing in Rebels, very like heavy, heavy Starfighter type deal. I would also settle for a Ray T-65 X-Wing card, like standard loadout. <clears throat> my field goal was the Resistance B-Wing. Uh, it's in it's in a movie. It's in the uh, the uh, Rise of Skywalker. Even though we try to forget that movie exists, and it would fill a heavy gunner role. The Resistance doesn't have yet since they took our Star Fortress away. Uh, my honorable mention would be the Blue Ace, because uh, I I would love to get all five racers from Resistance in, but Blue Ace is probably the most likely to come since mm-hmm. she was also a big hero character. And my Hail Mary would be the Fortitude Transport. Uh, if you don't know what that is, it is the huge boxy like brown ship that drops a bunch of horses on the Star Destroyer, also in Episode Nine. I, I'm not 100 on the sizing. It could be an epic ship. It could be a large base ship. But either way, I want to drop horses off on other ships. I think that would be incredibly dumb and a lot of fun. That would Mandalorian be. Mandalorian commanders have ruined you, Rob. What was that? Oh, resi- resistance fortitude, resistance commandos. Love it. No, Chance, you're a genius. Oh, no. Oh, my God. You fixed it. You don't even have to land. Or you can just drop the... Co- oh, there we go. Oh, what have I done? Um, I'm going to get John to homebrew this with me. This is the next thing we're going to yeah, put on the table. Definitely. So, it, if you, if I may, I'm going to jump in and rearrange Rob's first downfield goal on Hail Mary into something I think is probably more likely. Go for it. So I would actually move the T-85 to the Hail Mary because the game does not need it. And it occupies a design space that is already occupied by pretty much everything else. The game doesn't need more E-Wings. It doesn't need an S-Wing with five shields. Yes, it does. Yes, we do. Yes, it does. Yes, it does. The game doesn't need more E-Wings because it doesn't need E-Wings in the first place. Let's be fair. Um, The game needs E-Wings that are... That are completely redesigned. That's what exactly. I would say. I would imagine the B-Wing is more likely to come out as the first down because, as Rob said, it was in a movie. It also occupies that heavy gunnery role. Also, the Rebel B-Wing exists, and all they will do is they'll add another shield to it, they'll make it slightly more expensive, and they'll give it some janky rules. <laughs> I'll take it. It's, 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 it's literally printing money at that point. It's I'm going to plagiarize myself. It's okay because I did this. The fortitude, I would say, would probably be the field goal because I see it happening. I see it happening because it there doesn't seem to be a large base support ship for resistance. I hope you're right because I really want that ship. It was, yes, yeah, so the Fortitude, hang on, how big was the Fortitude? 26 meters long. It's not even that big. It would only be a medium base. Oh, my God. It's U-Wing it size. so much bigger than that. I'm literally on the Wikipedia article now because I'm like, hang on, wait a minute. Oh, I trust you. Um, hang I can, on. I can see okay, it now. Um, it's going to be the last turn of a game, and a horse is going to be the last <laughs> damage to one of my ships, and I'm going to lose. Yeah. 
because of a space yes. horse. Yeah, yes. so the U-wing with its S-foils forwards is three meters shorter than the YC-123B transport hauler, also known as the Fortitude. Wait, is it literally the 123B? The yes, Fortitude was the ship's name. The actual class is the YC-123B. They weren't even trying. <laughs> no, they really weren't. Hey, they you, really you step off not. my ship, good sir. Yes. Well, I will I will gladly step my off horse, your ship. My horse, just don't step in the horse poo. I will gladly step oh off God. your ship and step away from your horse and step into the First Order. Uh, I, I'm here All already, right. Uh, so it is not a complete faction. There is many more ships we can make for the first order. Uh, the first first down, obviously, being the tie dagger in a movie. It shoots down a lot of X wings. It's super cool. It looks cool too because it actually looks different from regular tie fighters. Mm. Um, it doesn't just look like an SF or an FO at all. It's it's quite unique looking. Um, what you do to make it unique gameplay-wise? That's a good question. Cannon um, arc. Yeah, considering the FO don't really have a cannon option, the trick is is that, like, cannons... There aren't any crazy good cannons right now. And... Uh, right now, they there's They could create a cannon for this. They could, like which they they've done created before. a cannon for the Thai Brute. Mangler cannon. Very, very true. Ooh, okay, now you're talking. Bring the Mangler cannon back. Oh, but make it exclusive to this ship. Mm-hmm. Um, but anyway, so chance. field. Oh, he'll hit me. When you buy your tie dagger, are you going to paint it nacho cheese or cool ranch? I'm going to buy five of them. Or sorry, six. I'm going to paint two cool ranch two nacho cheese and keep two regular cool i'm in all right so when he said he was going to buy six i honestly thought he was going to paint them like trivial pursuit categories i'm so sorry (laughs) anyway (laughs) okay i don't know how to move on from that Uh, (laughs) field goal is the night buzzard the ship that blows exhaust in space um a uh it would definitely be a big base i guess this would kind of replace the upsilon if we're ever gonna get that thing back i don't know if we should or if if we no. even never see play if it did it knows uh, the upsilon just to stay in jail yep rip lieutenant tafson you served me well um but uh, tons of characters you could throw in that thing. I think that would be a really good uh, opportunity to make to rework Snoke uh, and include him in the Night Buzzard. Um, I know he never was associated with that ship or anything, but I, I would think it would be cool to have a Snoke that's actually playable in the game, considering he's essential. He, he is banned. Um, and then obviously all the Knights of Ren is crew and everything. And I think it would be really cool to give the Night Buzzard. I, it, we we barely see it, so we don't know a lot about it. But because of that engine stuff we get, I think it would be cool for it to have some kind of like boost or slam mechanic or something to make it just to make it a little more unique and stand out. Um, but that would be the field goal. I don't know if I necessarily agree with this as the Hail Mary. I feel like I might swap the Night Buzzard with this. 
uh, as the field goal is the tie echelon. If you don't know what the tie echelon is, it's the shuttle that we've only seen at Galaxy's Edge. It's kind of tie reaper-ish. Um, but it's specifically a first order tie somehow based shuttle. Um, and I think we could use that medium kind of three die shuttle in between the Z shuttle and the Upsilon for first order. I think you could actually, I think there's actually some cool possibilities in there potentially for something like that. Um, it's also just a cool looking ship. Uh-huh. Uh, anything they make from the first order, I will buy. <laughs> um, <laughs> and then again, we come to the scum faction. There's a, a hundred different ships that you could add to the scum faction. So I think we can each, t- we'll, we'll each take one of these. Uh, so f- I'll, I'll start for first down. You got to put the archangel. You, you gotta, you, you gotta put it in there and you gotta make the, the X one able to dock on it. You have to, um, Afra's mm. in the game. She needs her own ship. It's a cool ship. It fits in scale. Give Afra her own ship. Don't don't relegate her to the YB666. <laughs> I also just really want to pop that Darth Vader ship on there because it would be cool. <laughs> That'd be neat. Um, Paul, you take the field goal. Um, Mando's Naboo Starfighter. I mean, it's pretty iconic now, now that Season 2 is out and Season 3 is coming. It would be cool if we had something like that that had slam or something linked into like a red boost that was a two boost, like overdrive thruster. But I I, I don't know. It it would be so cool, but is it necessary? Isn't that the question with a lot of ships in the scum faction? I mean, you could argue that is with a lot of ships just in general. I mean, it would be so cool, but how many of them would they sell? This is why I think this realistically is a would actually be a Hail Mary. Okay. Because you would only ever sell one per person. I th- Yeah, he's the only pilot for it, so it would be difficult to make a whole expansion out of it. I mean, that's never stopped them before. It's true. It, this is true. The Rogue Class Starfighter... Cad Bane's the only one we've ever really seen use that, but we got Dirge. We've never seen Dirge fly anything that wasn't a speeder bike. He didn't even fly the speeder bike. He jousted on a speeder bike. Let's... Yes, yes. <laughs> True X-Wing player. Uh-huh. The, the original X-Wing player was actually Dirge. Dirge. That's what they got the idea for the game from. Clones. Mm-hmm. <laughs> So, Rob, why don't you finish us out here for tonight? Sure. Uh, my Hail Mary for Scum is the Justifier. Uh, that's Cad Bane's like, bigger cargo ship in the Bad Batch. Uh, it's in a show. Uh, Cad Bane's already in the game. And it has a Lego set. We all know Lego sets are a great predictor of X-Wing ships, right? No? Okay. <laughs> I like it. I, I actually I... forgot what the ship looked like, so I had to look it up. Yeah. It's a Same. really cool looking ship. 
exactly Again, what scum needs is more big unique. ships, right? Yeah. Like, <laughs> Boba, Dengar, and all them, they just need more friends that are like them. So that's uh that's basically our list of what we think is potentials for the game of X-Wing. Uh, I would love to hear what any of you have as ships you would like to see in the X-Wing uh, miniatures game. So if you have any ideas or comments, uh, you can reach out to us at what is the email, Rob? It's libertysquadron at yahoo.com. Uh, I quoted us for our Gmail uh, address last episode, but I actually don't have access to it. So hit us up at Yahoo. There you go. We would love to hear what you have to say and hear about any uh, any ships we forgot about, because I'm sure there's some alternatives that we didn't even consider uh, when it came to this list. Uh, so as I say that and we wrap it up, I just want to cover again the upcoming events for X-Wing. Get out there and play. World is coming. We all need to practice. Um Red Caps has their tournament, uh, which is technically tomorrow. I'm not sure when this episode is going to come out, but as of recording, it's tomorrow on Saturday. <laughs> um, uh, next tournament after that is, go ahead, Rob. Uh, ECG on February 25th. Is there an ECG on February 25th? There is. I'm pretty. I'm pretty confident, yeah. Well, there you go. I'll be there. <laughs> I lost track of uh, the ECG uh, ECG events. I was referring to your showcase event. Oh, I know what you were doing. You just snow stoneball stonewalling me. Thank you. You forgot ECG. We can't forget Mike Bird. We can't. We can't. But yes, so. after ECG, I'll be running a tournament at Showcase on March fourth which I will also be there for that. Uh, the one after that I won't be there for is March 25th, because I will be at Worlds um, with back pain, probably, from playing eight-plus hours of X-Wing over... Hopefully I get to play over multiple days and don't just completely wash out. Uh, we'll see, but I'm still probably going to end up with some back pain anyway. <laughs> um... And then in March, I believe there is still an unannounced event for Red Seal Gaming. So keep an eye out for that. Uh, but with that, I think that just about wraps it up. Um, along with the email, duh, feel free to also come uh, talk to us on our Discord. I'll include a link to the Liberty Squadron Discord in the show notes for today. Uh, and with that, uh, everyone... Keep flying, grit good, and have a good night. Have a good night. Good night.